This is the 12 match races of Christmas where us, the Triple Clowns, present to you some dream matchups. We are constantly working on original and I think groundbreaking horse racing shows that are informative and also at the end of the day, fun guys. So hit that like, subscribe button and that notification bell. Also follow us on Twitter at Clowns Triple and all of the social media platforms because we are going to bring you new shows. That's right, new shows that include horse racing conspiracies and odd stories, handicapping 101. We're going to do live picks from the track. And of course, our show where we interview great guests and we do some horse racing skits that are a good time. Support us so we can keep going. Trailblazing in the horse racing industry from AJ Ryder, Sarah Marie, and of course, myself, G. Randall Johnson. Happy holidays and let's get it on with the 12 match races of Christmas. All right, so once again, one of our 12 match races of Christmas. And this is a big name one, mm-hmm. let's just say. And so, of course, we had to have a big name guest on here. Hmm. And that is nobody chuckle. Why is everybody chuckling? I don't know why. Because he, chuckle, he chuckled Ed, first. And chuckled well, first, so yeah. you guys all caught yeah. the chuckle. And that would be the one, the only Ed DeRosa. You know him. You love him. Ed, thank you for coming on. It's my pleasure. This is uh, should be a spirited debate. Absolutely. Um, we, are excited. We, are, we are excited. We have been debating everybody and losing a lot. So we need a win here. Guys, we need, we need a win. Uh, but we're going to have Seabiscuit against Cigar. Ed has chosen Seabiscuit. So we have Cigar. All right. So this is the tale of tape. And in the blue corner, hailing from Lexington, Kentucky, with an impressive battle-tested record of 89 starts, 35 first, 15 seconds, and one-third He is the owner of major wins that include the Scarsdale Handicap, Massachusetts Handicap, Brooklyn Handicap, Butler Memorial Handicap, Riggs Handicap, San Juan, Casperano Handicap, Bay Meadows Handicap, Agua Caliente Handicap, Jave de Grace Handicap, a match race versus Ligatori, Pimlico Stakes versus War Admiral, Hollywood Gold Cup, San Antonio Handicap, Santa Anita Handicap. This is your 1938 U.S. Horse of the Year. And in... American legend, Sea Biscuit, And in the red corner, hailing from Maryland, with an impressive record of 33 starts, 19 firsts, 4 seconds, 5 thirds. His major wins include the Naira Mile, Oakland Handicap, Gulfstream Park Handicap, Hollywood Gold Cup, Jockey Club Gold Cup, Pimico Special, Breeders' Cup Classic, Don Handicap, Massachusetts Handicap, Woodward Stakes, Dubai World Cup, Arlington Citation Challenge. This is your 1995 and 1996 Eclipse Award-winning Horse of the Year, and owner of a 16-race win streak, Cigar. And for the rules, Ed, which you already know, I hope, correct, you know the rules. Oh, yeah. For everybody else out there, these are the rules. AJ, tell them the rules. All right. Well, our contests consist of three rounds. The first round, each contestant in our show will have an opportunity to present their opening argument. Each opening argument will be limited to one minute only. 
The second round is a Q&A with the judges. Each judges will get a opportunity to ask each contestant as many questions about each horse as they'd like. There is no time limit on this round. The final round consists of a free-for-all battle royale lasting one minute, 30 seconds, where each contestant goes back and forth presenting their argument. And, well, we'll just see what happens then. So, And at, and at the end of the three rounds, the remaining two judges will then confer and decide our winner. Okay, so here's the fun part, Ed. You get to pick one of the clowns to go against in this debate, and we don't know who it is. And you don't. We, we don't. Well, we don't know because you haven't told us, so of course we don't know. <laughs> I'm telling the so audience are you ready? that, Ed. Um, we don't know who you're going to go against. Um, so you're going to tell us right now. You pick a clown. Who are you going to debate? The other two clowns are going to be the judges and all that other good stuff. Ed, who are you going against? I'm taking you on. All right. What are you, what are you crazy yet? Come on. I mean, you got these two. These are, these are softball. I know. Well, okay. That's good. So I, and I, had, I had about zero prep time for this. So I and, didn't. You are so relieved right now. Okay. And, and yep. I knew I made Don't the stop. right choice when I saw you in that crazy hat. Bam. <laughs> this is true. It was the uh, hat that gives it away uh, every and time. And can you find my notes on cigar? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to go at it. Now, you get the choice to go first or second in the first uh, opening arguments round. And would you like to go first or second? Wow, I get all sorts of choices. Yeah, I know. This is the, why we put ourselves behind the eight ball. Every this time. Is yeah, we you're, you're deaf. Uh, I'll, I'll be the home team. I'll go second. All right. Shocker. <laughs> Everybody does this to me. All right. Well, we are going to start round one. AJ, do you want to get the clock for us going and I've tell Randy it. when he can start? All right, Randy. Let me get my cigar step up real quick. Nope. Your time begins when I say it does. So if oh, you're not ready, you're not ready. There we go. All right. Did it begin? All right. Randy, your time starts now. Okay. First off, I have to say, like, listen, we all love Seabiscuit. We saw the movie. And then just remember, everybody, it's a movie. Okay. Now, if Cigar was doing the same thing back in the day, he would be considered, like, great. Seabiscuit fell into this perfect time period with everything that he was great. So everybody's going to say that, but look what Cigar did in his, in his lifetime. I mean, Seabiscuit wasn't very good at first. Let's, let's face it. And I know we're going to bring up the match race because this is what it is, but we're going to go with Jerry Bailey said, this is, this is a horse that actually pulled up on the side of other horses and actually looked at it in the eye and ran away from these horses. That was all movie stuff with Seabiscuit. His first win, he was at, um, I'm sorry, he was in 1993. He won two of nine, okay? But he came around. He was one of the best horse races of all time. We have the Naira Mile, Oakland Handicap, Goldstream Park Handicap, Hollywood Gold Cup. The Massachusetts Handicap, by the way, at Suffolk Downs, which is huge, and Seabiscuit won that. That time? Yeah. All right. I fucked around too much with the uh, the movie stuff. That was yeah. my fault. Behind mm. <laughs> the eight ball already. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. I mean, I I now know that Sea Biscuit was a movie and slightly fictionalized. I know so that was my that. fault. I'm gonna, don't worry. I'll come back in the next round. Yeah. Got the Q and A. Yep. yep. All right, Eddie. You ready? I feel like I should stand pat here. What can I say that could be better than the case he already made for me? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I know. I'm ready, though. I know. All right, Ed, your time starts now. 
I think this is a really fascinating matchup uh, in part because both are, in my mind, two of the most overrated horses of the 20th century. Cigar for what he did on the track and Seabiscuit because uh, everyone loves the book and movie. I didn't really love it. And I'm glad it was brought up as a point that romanticized Seabiscuit because I actually think he's better than the movie made him out to be. One of the most ridiculous scenes in cinema history when it comes to the turf is that he made this big closing move in the big cap, uh, you know, the big return and win. And he was actually a horse who preferred to be closer to the pace. And I think that's a huge edge when it comes to match races. He beat a triple crown champion in a match race, the one we're all familiar with, with War Admiral. But he also beat a horse at Del Mar giving 15 pounds owned by the people who ran Del Mar. And he still beat him and uh, survived a steward's inquiry to do it. So he has match race experience, which I love. And he's more forwardly placed than people think. And I see that as a huge benefit when it comes to a race like this. Okay. That was good. I like the fact that we're like debating a movie pretty much. (laughs) Uh, I mean, everyone goes on and on about the book. And I I mean, I bored me to tears. That's so weird. I love that. I actually love the movie and book. Yeah, I mean, you know. It was the first book it. Randy learned to read from. Oh, well, I could so see you why ten years ago. sentimental then. It's a milestone. <laughs> ten years ago. No, it was like last week, but um, all right. We let's had see. to be ready for the, the debate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's move on to round two. This is where AJ and I get to cross-examine both of you. So we'll start off with AJ here. Um, I guess you can both kind of answer this question, but Ed, I'll start with you. Is it, let me see how I want to word it. Your horse ran in the late 1930s as opposed to a horse now. I mean, can we really be able to compare the two having run about, you know, 60 years apart? Well, it is the tough thing for me as a speed handicapper is I don't have numbers to use to compare. And certainly Cigar ran some gaudy uh, figures in his time, multiple grade one winner. My issue, though, is Seabiscuit ran 89 times. He had 33 wins. That's the number of times Cigar ran total. Seabiscuit won as many races as Cigar ran in. And nowadays, we have four, five, six weeks between starts. Trainers condition their horses up to these big races, expecting a big performance every time. Back in the 30s, they ran in allowance races between stakes. So it is tough to compare when you look at Seabiscuit's record and you say, well, he lost a lot. Well, back then they were, it was okay to lose. Now it's a travesty if a horse you think is, you know, a world-class animal gets beat. So uh, for that reason, I don't hold the losses against Seabiscuit. He won the races he was supposed to win. He won the biggest races and, you know, he ran in the mass cap as uh, Randy noted, as did Cigar. And uh, to me, it doesn't bother me that he lost so many races. Do you have a rebuttal to that? Well, I, I, I will say, I, I do think, I, I understand what you're saying, Ed, with he did run more races, but here's a horse that just won every time he was out for, for a, a substantial period. I mean, this is a big winning streak for this one horse, Cigar, who didn't just like to lose. And, and for that time period, if we're looking at a match race at that time, this horse was unbelievable. And when you look at his... Just say the, just say his prime, and Ed probably will agree with this is maybe his uh, classic win, 
at a mile and a quarter, which we're going, and in the mud and set a record time in Hollywood. I think that's something that that little horse Seabiscuit couldn't do at that time. And I'm being that person that says the Pittsburgh Steelers line against the line nowadays. I'm just saying that time, I don't think Seabiscuit could ever run that time at Hollywood. And that's what I would say about that. Hmm. All right. Well, um, AJ, I know I'm going to steal your question, but I know Ed had touched on this already, the pace scenario here. Do you agree with Ed previously stated of this pace scenario for this race? That, that's a hard one for me. You're asking me this. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a hard one for me because that's, it, it's really hard to know. Um, I didn't look at the fractions of what was going on in 1901 uh, or whenever that was there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, 38. 1938, same thing at this point, uh, you know. Um, but I don't – I think the pace scenario is basically like I think he could even be close, Cigar. I think Seabiscuit might have the lead around the turn, but I think Cigar is going to run this horse down. I think they're going to be even on the back stretch and he's going to run, him, run by him in the stretch. I just think I'm going to go with the newer horser faster. And I know we had the Man of War thing. It might have been different, but Seabiscuit's times weren't that crazy. So pace scenario, I think, yes. I think Seabiscuit has the lead around the turn. I think Cigar goes by Seabiscuit. But I think he pulls up closer to him than, than everybody thinks. All right. AJ, do you have another question? Oh, I didn't know if Ed was going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my letter. Well, you know, raw times is always a a, a tough gauge, especially back from the 30s. But, you know, Seabiscuit was uh, 11 to 5 against War Admiral. He was expected to lose. Uh, I'm guessing that made War Admiral, I don't know, 3 to 5 probably less two to five in that match race. And uh, he got within a nose and Seabiscuit pulled away and won by four. So I definitely get, you know, the Bailey thing with cigar and he'd look horses in the eye or whatever. Talk about romanticism. Uh, Randy did more for cigar there than Hollywood ever did for Seabiscuit. But the Pimlico special uh, to me just shows that Seabiscuit is a good match race horse. And then looking at the field sizes, of his races, 13, 11, 12, 10, 10. Uh, Cigar, the biggest field he ever faced in a win was 11. Uh, so Seabiscuit's used to bigger fields too, and he's handled the uh, the match race pressure, and he did it in one case, giving 15 pounds to his opponent. So uh, to me, one of the keys to this debate is that it is a match race, and I think that unquestionably favors Seabiscuit. So, Ed, you touched earlier that both of these horses are are extremely overrated, in your opinion. I can can understand Seabiscuit because, obviously, they didn't make a Hollywood movie about him, and so, obviously, that makes (laughs) everything look – what's your case on Cigar? I mean, this was – I mean, he was named 1990s Horse of the Decade. I mean, what's your – I'd be interested to hear your case there. Yeah, I'm very uh, literal when it comes to words like overrated. Uh, Like, for instance, for me, Spectacular Bid is the best ever, so he can't be overrated. You can't overrate a horse who belongs at number one. Uh, And likewise, people will say, oh, Zenyatta was overrated. And I would say, well, how do you think people rate her? And if they say, well, some people say she's the best ever. Well, okay, yeah, that's overrating Zenyatta. But if you say, well, some people put her in the same class as Ruffian, or uh, me ask or whatever, I'd say, well, to me, that's not overrating or that's where she belongs. 
And Cigar, to me, gets overrated. I, people put him in the same category as the Triple Crown winners from the 70s. I just don't think he's there. I thought the 90s, as a decade of racehorses, just had a lot of, uh, you know, Randy mentioned Seabiscuit came around at the right time. Well, he beat a Triple Crown winner in a match race. Cigar came at a time when we hadn't seen a Triple Crown winner since 1978. We were definitely lacking superstars then. And he came around and he won the right races. And he's unquestionably one of the best in the 90s. But for me, that's all he is. Ghost Zapper was better. Sunday Silence was better. Easy Goer was better. John Henry was better. Uh, horses from this decade were better. American Pharaoh, Wise Dan. Uh, so the 90s is where he belongs. And I don't think he could be one of the best from the 30s. All right. Well, I think... With that being said, we need to lead into round three. AJ, unless you have any other questions. No, let's let's battle royale this bitch. <laughs> All right, round three, the battle royale. Over the royale. top row. Yep, you guys have a minute and a half. AJ, we'll get the clock ready, and it is a minute and a half free for all between you two. Okay, and I got to start first because of but, what you said. But, with, you everything, you? everything you said can be stricken from the record time. Have you started yet? All right. Yeah. <laughs> can't start till time goes you can't get a head start he's ready you you have actually i think can we um can we penalize him for that you can't talk within the first five seconds for starting too early <laughs> this is stupid so ed you can start this conversation whenever you're ready damn it i just think every like i said this is a great matchup because everything that was said against seabiscuit you could say about cigar i mean they're trying this horse on the turf they didn't know what they had i don't get holding that against seabiscuit when cigar had Granted, not quite the same futility as a two-year-old, but certainly took a while to get going. Um, yeah, I, listen, and I'm going to go right to the fact of what he went against. Uh, what, what he went against, I'm, I'm going to say that in the 90s, I, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. The 90s was, was a weird time with great horse, horses and cigar, and I'll agree with you with both of them being overrated. But when he won the uh, Hollywood Gold Cup, I mean, he did go against Best Pal, um, I think, Urgent Requests, Concern. I mean, he had great wins against really good horses at that time. And he was carrying top weight. I don't think Seabiscuit ever had any horses besides when he had the match race. I mean, th that's kind of what I mean. Like, like he was not battle-tested Enough. I know he was in enough battles, but was he battle tested enough like Cigar was? And I agree, he didn't go against the best, but what did Seabiscuit go against besides calling out War Abram, who was three years old and he was five? It's kind of a, he's, uh, a he's a bully. He was five. That's right. <laughs> okay. He was a bully. Uh, well, he did, he did beat uh, the previous year's Big Cap winner when he won his final career race, uh, Kayak the Second. Uh, admittedly, I don't know as much about uh, the 1930s class scale to know how good Gray Jack was, as an example. Uh, Cigar, <laughs> yeah, Cigar you... did run in, uh, you know, he, he stuck to the, the script throughout the meat of his uh, big win streak with the, the grade one wins. But it is interesting, once that win streak kind of became the story, uh, the Dubai World Cup ungraded, the Mass Cap ungraded, Citation Challenge ungraded. Pacific Classic lost, Jockey Club Gold Cup lost to skip away in the sort of passing of the baton. And then he didn't win the Breeders' Cup Classic to close out his career. So uh, certainly the middle, 16 straight, world class. But, uh, you know, Seabiscuit, I thought once uh, those two-year-old woes were over and he joined the new barn, 
took it to another level. And I, I really think we're glossing over too much. And I've tried to make this point. This is a match race. Uh, and that's a huge dynamic when it comes to uh, on the track performance. And I just and think well, that unquestionably favors Seabiscuit. And I'll, I, uh, and, and, uh, and time, right. Randy, finish your thought, but time is up. Okay, you're right. The match race is, but that's what it is. At the best of Cigar's time and the best of Seabiscuit's time, and that's well, this isn't, a, this isn't a tale of two cities. Uh, time over 60 years uh, is it's tough to gauge. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean. Yeah, the, won the right races. Yeah, the best, best they were at that, at that time, and I guess the best they were. Uh, I got you. Okay. The, the peak yeah. of their career. The peak of their career, and that's what I mean. And Seabiscuits, <laughs> I'm going with the War Admiral thing, and I'm going with Cigar, yes. In the middle of his streak, though, that's when I want him. That's when I want him running in this mm -hmm. race. No, you can have him. I'll, <laughs> I'll still take you down. All right. Well, let's move on to deliberation. Uh, I feel like this is kind of a tough one for me. AJ, would you like to start this off? Yeah, this is super tough because yeah. I, I do like Randy. I thought you had, you, you, you made a great point because it did seem like, okay, well, it's hard to – to discredit the it's a match race Seabiscuit war admiral and then you drop the bomb of well he was five and he was three he's just a bully like it, th there is some i think there might be some validity to that but it's still hard to overlook the fact that you know this is that style of race and and, and that's what we're talking about here so i i'm i don't know sarah do you want to give thoughts before i give vote because i still deliberation you guys can go back and forth. yeah no i i agree with the the strong points both both ed and brandy made um especially as far as you know seabiscuit you know obviously the, the match race with war admiral i knew was going to be a huge point when it comes to this discussion um as well as cigar you brought up his um, some of the horses he raced against and for his time period, those are pretty good horses too. Um, I mean, to be honest, I'm, this is what I'm, I'm like really struggling with here. Uh, like, like I think Ed said, this is all time period. Seabiscuit was the best of his cigars was great for his. Now these two against each other, ooh, I'm struggling here. The more I think about it. Randy's biggest case towards the end there was the three versus five, but at the same time you did beat a three-year-old horse who was at the peak and it was a triple crown winner. Yeah. So I, maybe it's more impressive to me that he won it while he was five. Now that I think about it. And I, I, I allowed to interject here or no? No, yeah. you can't. Cause I want him to. And no, you can't. Cause you have a great point here. I know this already. You're not allowed. Okay. You can, allowed. you can interject. You can interject that. Go ahead. You can help. There weren't any good three-year-olds in the 90s. <laughs> if there was American Pharaoh, Cigar may not have won the Classic that year. I mean, who's he going to face? Uh, real quiet? I mean, I love the horse. Well, that was 98, so no. But, uh, you know, go for gin? Come on. <laughs> well, I think um, – oh, do you, did you want to interject? Because you said you had – No, because he's got a point there. Okay. I don't really want to go on that. I, I think with the the, the – point I'm going to stick with that I think is going to sway my decision is when it comes to match races Seabiscuit knows how to fight in a match race I mean he raced against a triple crown that cigars fall he never got a match race they didn't do that after the whole tragedy thing well <laughs> we're talking about these horses in their prime that was I I'm I 
This is very tough. And I'm going, I think I'm going to sway Seabiscuit. And I'm not, uh, I, like I said, I'm not 100% convinced on my own decision, but I'm going to sway Seabiscuit. And we're talking like Seabiscuit's a 10 and cigars like a 9.9. .9 oh, here we go with the scale thing. No. The Who started this crap? I think yeah. it was you. <laughs> I know, that's why I said it. I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna jump on board too. I'm gonna take. Oh my god! I'm gonna take grit and experience in a match race over, over what, you know. So a the whole argument that's all it comes down to. Those cigars full. He didn't have experience. Well, that that's his. That's his. That's his. I mean, that might be well, his biggest. Is I don't. You didn't really make a good case either, though, that he could handle a match race, if I'm being honest. Because I don't think he could, and honestly, well. that's why I avoided it. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is when we – okay, so okay, so you guys know, so this is when we all come out with the truth here, Ed, and this is what it is. That's why I avoided the match race thing, because I don't – I think Cigar was a horse that needed, like, a bunch of horses in a race, and I think he liked it. I don't know if he's a good match horse race horse i don't know uh you know what i'm saying there ed you know yeah. you know what i mean um and i did when you said how the race would go uh i don't know there's certain horses that want that field and we did we did rachel against uh Zenyatta. i feel like Zenyatta wants that field and rachel does it in a match race so i mean rachel wants that a match race and Zenyatta wants a field um so yeah i avoided that ed um, but okay, so you guys both voted for Ed. Uh, shocker, I get beat again. Ed, nice job. But you lost by like a point one. Oh, here mark. we go. And usually I lose by everything. Yeah, usually there's but, a but fairly decent number. Let, let me start by saying, Ed, I, I agree with what you said after, especially after researching these guys. Uh, and, I, and growing up in the 90s, I will say watching horse racing. I, just, I always thought Cigar was overrated. And I'm kind of glad you said that because I felt like if I said that, yeah, it's kind of a bad word, like a yeah, a because pay, and, and like you said, I think, and I'm going to say this out loud right now, I'm going to get killed because of it. I think Zenyatta might be the most overrated American horse of all time, not because wow. she wasn't no, not because she wasn't great, and you hit on this point, but I think we act like she was like right secretariat, yeah. And, that's why not because she wasn't great and i and i like yeah, you brought that up because i think cigar at that point had that um cigar never ran into skip away at that time either correct i don't think so he lost he lost, lost to skip him away and lost to skip away yeah that would have been a good one cigar and skip away i think because i think skip away might have been a better horse than cigar really. I, I thought this was uh i mean it to me, the, the two do have a lot of parallels with the slow start and, um, you know, Cigar actually did run a ton relative to that time. I, I mean, you're just never going to see a horse now, unfortunately, run, I wouldn't think, 10 times in a year undefeated no. at that. I, I so, don't think so I agree with that. I appreciate and And that's that's how the Paulsons were with, you know, whether it was Azari or Cigar or um, others that weren't as good, but, you know, they definitely liked running them. And, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just never, never saw Cigar in the same light as like a bid or a Sunday silence or, you know, some of the horses that I more grew up with. Yeah, Dropping well, a bomb there, spectacular bid, the best of all time, you say? That's my, that's my go that. for sure. I missed that one, didn't I? Well, I didn't because I brought it up and you tried to strike it from the record. We just had a conversation, Ed, um, that uh, we did. Uh, yeah, we I, did. I had to argue it again. Um, what was it? Who did, I don't even know who I did at this point. John Henry. No. John, affirmed in John Henry. 
affirmed. Yeah. Ran I, against Sp Spectacular Bid in the Jockey Club Gold Cup. Yes. And, and yeah. And that's, I mean, that's uh, another case of a four year old beating a three year old. But uh, I, I would say Bid's four year old season, you know, just uh, to me, no one could, no one could beat him that year. All right, so yes. now the, the little side note that Ed loves spectacular bid. So when we do spectacular bid versus I don't know <laughs> Seattle Slough or something, we'll, uh, we'll have to bring them on. Uh, but that's actually why we did it, uh, Ed. We kind of did a, enough research where it was like I feel like Sea Biscuit and Cigar were kind of the same parallelish yeah, career. Yeah, parallels for sure. Yeah. yeah, which no one would ever think of those two. But that was that was that was the fun part, and I think listen, I think C Biscuit, what he did for the time and the trainer and the jockey and that whole story was fantastic, and I think Cigar for the '90s was fantastic. But you know, they're going against without each question. Time. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, Ed. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Our yeah, show. thank you. It was fun. I really enjoy this. And uh, so, everybody out there, Ed, where can they uh, find you? What are you doing now? What's going on? I see the Swinspire shirt on. We all know. Well, oh, maybe yeah. they don't know that. Tell us. Tell us what's going on. Uh, yeah, Twinspires. Uh, obviously, action all every day there online. But I am doing the uh, the picks for Turfway Park. Uh, so for those looking for something to to do at night, Thursday through Saturday, uh, I am on the uh, the simulcast feed, uh, giving picks for Florence, y'all. So it's uh, it's been fun. I like the racing up there, and just happy to to keep the Kentucky tradition going in the winter. There you go. So That's there he is. Great, yeah. Yeah, following Ed and everything he does, um, he knows what he's doing. Obviously, that was a, lot a little bit. Yeah, he, um, but that's know. not saying much. But uh, yeah. I should say debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'll come on for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's good. Great. I like that. That was awesome. Well, Ed, thank Ed, you. Thank you so much. Happy my holidays pleasure. to you and your Happy family. Happy holidays to you. All right. We'll uh, talk to you in 2021. Absolutely. Yes. Talk soon, Ed. All right. Take care. Thank take you. Bye-bye. Triple Clowns is a production of the team at Big Umbrella. Rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Send us your questions at tripleclowns at gmail.com and you may be featured on a future episode. Follow us on social media at Clowns Triple on Twitter and Instagram and follow me, AJ Ryder, at Troy McLean WWE on Twitter. Like and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. All right, guys, for AJ Ryder, I'm out of here. See you later, everybody.